Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Valley Church of the Nazarene. We are located at 228 Madison Avenue in Monte Vista, Colorado. I am Pastor Chris Yoakum, and I am so glad you have tuned in to listen to this message. I would also love to invite you to join us on Sunday morning for our small group discipleship classes starting at 9 a.m. for all ages, and our worship service starting at 10.15 a.m. We have many other activities and Bible studies throughout the week. Please visit our website at valleynaz.com and our Facebook page for more information. Our prayer is that you encounter the God of the Bible and come to know the joy of salvation through Jesus Christ, that you be equipped to engage the world for Christ. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you. This week's podcast continues our study in Daniel with a message entitled, Living in Babylon, the Need for Integrity, from Daniel chapter 6. In this episode, we see the integrity of Daniel even in the face of threat of death in the lion's den. May the Lord bless the preaching and hearing of his word. Thanks for listening. He was greatly distressed. 
He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to the king and said to him, Remember, O king, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict of the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation may not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel and in an angry's voice, and called to Daniel in an angry voice, Daniel, serve the living, living God as your God, whom you serve continually, will be able to rescue you from the lions. Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was not innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den, and when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him, because he had trusted in God, in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children, and before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language throughout the land, May you greatly prosper. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God Daniel. For he is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your intervention for Daniel. Lord, I pray that you help us, like Daniel, to trust in you, to be people of integrity. Lord, I pray that you would bless bless us as we deal with this passage. Would you attend with us with the preaching and the hearing? Bless your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. What a great account this morning we, we read. Again, one of the most familiar Bible stories that we have. I've entitled this message, Living in Babylon, the Need for Integrity. I think that we can all see that in our, in our world today, we've got a serious integrity crisis. In our nation, we've got a serious integrity crisis. In our community, we have a serious in- integrity crisis. In the church, we have a serious integrity crisis. And in our lives, individually, we have a serious integrity crisis. Because one of the manifestations of of sin and corruption that has come to our world is we often are not people of high integrity. One of the things that should be happening as we are are sanctified and are being made holy is that we should become people of integrity. I was reading this. This is out of uh, a book from actually from 1991, and I have no doubt things are not much better, but um, this is from a book called The Day America Told the Truth. It says, what are you willing to do for $10 million? Two-thirds of Americans, Americans polled would agree to at least one, some to several of the following. They would abandon their entire family, 25%. They would abandon their church, another, again, 
prostitutes for a week or more, 23%, would give up their American citizenship, 16%, would leave their spouses, 16%, would withhold testimony and let a murderer go free, 10%, would kill a stranger, 7%, would put their children up for adoption, 3%. Wow. I wonder if we were, uh, we were really to be honest this morning, you know, I wonder how much our integrity costs. What a challenging thing, especially as we read this particular passage and see the, this man, Daniel, who's such a man of high integrity. The Oxford Dictionary uh, that I, I pulled up online has this as a couple definitions. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. The state of being whole and undivided. And if there's ever a need for that today. And as we look at this, I want us to understand that it's so important because we have a witness. Daniel had a witness. He understood that. But we have a witness. That we, need to, we need to bear witness in our world. We've got a responsibility just like Daniel did. And so integrity is such a vital thing. So as we look at Daniel's integrity, verses 1 through 2, this is the, uh, actually the first part of, uh, of verse 2. The first thing we see here is it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The thing that we see here is that the very beginning of Daniel's integrity was his reputation. And I wonder this morning, what is your reputation? What is your reputation? And what is your reputation worth? Daniel had been faithful up to this point. Now, at this point, Daniel's in his, his 80s, right? He's an elderly gentleman. But he had been faithful, and his reputation preceded him, where then very quickly in the new administration of Darius, Daniel becomes one of three administrators. So Daniel's conduct in the past distinguished him from his present situation. And again, if we're going to be used of God, we've got to have a reputation of being people who are trustworthy, integrity, and have people of integrity. Um, if we're going to be used of God, like He would choose to use us. Let's look at Daniel's responsibility here in the second part of verse two. To hold 120 satraps accountable. So basically, Darius, he got 120 satraps who would be um, kind of under administrators, and you had three main administrators that were responsible for these 120 satraps. And they, it says that they were responsible for preventing loss for the king. And the reason this, this position required persons of high integrity because it was at a time of transition. Now, in our nation, some of you may have heard of, of what happens oftentimes when administrations change, even in, in our system, especially if they change from Democrat to Republican or Republican to Democrat. I remember stories of when uh, Bill Clinton left office and George W. Bush was coming to office. Um, they were pretty nasty that they left the op left the uh, White House, uh, cutting phone lines. I think they said at one point they removed all the W's from keyboards in the computer. But I mean, we see this constantly that when there's a change in administration,
administration, oftentimes the outgoing administration will almost tend to try to sabotage the incoming administration. And you can see that here. Um, there he is, the Mede. They're taking over from the, from the taking over the Babylonian kingdom. So you can see that there would be a, a real opportunity for somebody to come and sat, try to sabotage Darius. So that's why he sets these, these uh, satraps and these administrators. So Daniel is placed in a, in a level of high, high authority that requires true integrity because it would be very easy for him to take advantage of Darius. And Darius wants to make the better of them happen. So we see here that Daniel is put in a position requiring high-level integrity. And in verse 3, we see that it, it talks about Daniel's quality. It says, Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps by his exceptional qualities. Exceptional qualities. So Daniel distinguished himself. And the actual, in the, uh, the idea there, um, it's a, in the Aramaic, it's a participle that has, has to do with continuingness of action. So in other words, Daniel distinguished himself by being, being faithful and conducting his business the same way. He was, he was steady, he was trustworthy and reliable. He had a continuingness, which is really what integrity is about. It's, it's sameness, it's continuing, it's, it's being the same and, and conducting things in, in a forthright manner. But it also says he had an exceptional quality, but the, the word there for quality is actually spirit. So really he had a, an exceptional spirit, which talks about his attitude. And so, Dan, so Daniel here had integrity, he had a continuous of action, he was faithful, and he had a good attitude about his work. This is how he had distinguished himself over the other officials, and so Darius planned to place Daniel over the entire kingdom. Folks, let me tell you, God, our God desires that, that we be placed in, in positions where we can have influence because God wants us to have influence as his people, but we must be people of integrity. We must be people that are trustworthy so that we can be used to the full effect that God desires. Daniel could serve Darius wholeheartedly because he served Yahweh wholeheartedly. Yahweh was raised had raised up Babylon and taken it down. Yahweh had now raised up the Medo-Persians, and Daniel would serve Yahweh by serving Darius. You see the continuity? Daniel's loyalty ultimately was to God. And so when Babylon was no longer there, because Daniel realized that now God had raised up, the, raised up Darius, Daniel says, because I serve God wholeheartedly, I am able to serve Darius wholeheartedly. Even though Daniel would probably say he doesn't want to be in exile, yet he says, I'm going to serve wholeheartedly because I'm going to serve my God in this way by serving Darius faithfully. You know, folks, things to think about in our own, in our own nation, how it can change some of the vitriol that goes on in our political system if we really were one nation under God. I mean, if we had that perception, we could deal with so many of the differences that we have in a lot more constructive manner. But unfortunately, because we are so disintegrated and divided, there really is no point of commonality so that when somebody is in, in high office that we disagree with, we choose to maybe try to get rid of them. 
And we can be a part of the political system, but, but we may have, I mean, I think there's there's a sense in which even in our political system, that, I mean, if somebody's in there that does not does not agree with our agenda, we want to we sabotage them, we want to try to get rid of them. And that's not the way Daniel, Daniel believed. He believed that, that God had raised these, these, these people up, and he's going to serve them. We need to have that same mentality that ultimately we serve God. And no matter who's in the White House, we want to be as involved in the political system as we can, but we trust God in these things. And we trust him to lead us and guide us on how to, how to help our nation to be, to be better. We want to be involved. We, we recognize that ultimately God is in charge of these things. That's how we can be people of integrity like Daniel, recognizing that God wants And uh, be be um, subordinate to the powers that be. We are going to stand up when they do things that are wrong or illegal. We're going to stand up and, and call attention to that. When they tell us to do something that is that is contrary to what God's law says, we're going to stand up for that. But to our best of our ability, we're going to try to support. It's amazing the way Daniel does that to try to support Darius here. And so now let's look at the plot. So we have these individuals who are jealous. They don't like the fact that Daniel's being being raised up to this high high place, and Darius is going to put him in charge of even them. So these these officials look for some flaw in Daniel's conduct. <clears throat> and the amazing thing is, folks, they found none. They tried to find a flaw in his his governance, but they found no flaw. Daniel was not corrupt. Verse four. He was not negligent. Daniel was trustworthy. That's an amazing statement. Daniel was not corrupt. He had no corruption in him in the way he was conducting himself, but he wasn't either negligent. He was trustworthy. He was trying to further, in the best that he could, to further Darius' kingdom. What an amazing thing for somebody who was in exile, who had been taken out of his homeland and brought into this place. What an amazing thing. What an amazing attitude. So they could find no flaw in Daniel. Then in verse 5, officials realize that there is only one way to trap Daniel, and that is in his integrity. They say, finally, we will never find any basis for charges against this man here unless it's something to do with the laws of God. And it's not as if they were going to search the laws of God and find some way in which he violated it. No, they were going to set the trap where they knew it would work because he was always following the laws of God. What an amazing thing. Daniel could not be caught lying, cheating, stealing, or being lazy. The trap was set where they knew Daniel would be serving Yahweh faithfully. Folks, I hope that, man, I hope that that's, that's how it is for us, for myself. That's what we're called to do. We're called to live such good lives, Paul tells us, that even though they accuse us of something, it'll be, it'll be proved wrong. It'll praise God, and ultimately. That's what, Dave, what Daniel is doing here. He's being faithful. And so they set the trap where they knew they, Daniel would be serving faithfully. So the officials go to the king in verses 6 through 9. The officials use the pride of Darius against him. Now notice that Darius, being a polytheist, would have no problem. He can't see why it'd be any problem for, for 30 days for people to only worship him, right? In his pride, he can't imagine why that would be a problem. So they go and they use Darius' pride against him. 
the lion's den and do the kill shot, right? They're going to use the lion's den. They can get Darius trapped in the right spot, and they can engage the lion's den. That's going to do away with him. The law of the meats and Persians will be the guarantee. So the law of the meats and Persians say that once a king issues a decree, because they believe he is deity, his, his word is, will stand, and therefore they know he can't back out of it without losing his face. So they think they've got the perfect trap. So they go to Darius and use his pride. They're going to use the lion's den. They believe they've got a perfect response. Now look at perfect trap. Now look at Daniel's response. Daniel was now in trouble because of his prayer, prayer life, but he responds by continuing to pray in verse 10. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed and made hymns to God, just as he had done before. Folks, that's integrity. That's integrity. Daniel, this is what he has done in serving his God, and when this time comes, even though he is in trouble now because of his, his faithfulness, he's going to continue to be faithful. And the amazing thing is, the reason he was, that Darius was going to raise him to a high position is because of that faithfulness now, the trap has been set to get him in the area of faithfulness. But Daniel continues to pray with open windows, maintaining a public witness. All this time he had been, he had been praying with open windows. He could have went in and just closed the windows, right? He could have done that. He could have decided, you know, uh, maybe it would be better to, to close the windows. He didn't do that. He leaves the windows open. He prays toward Jerusalem, revealing his heart's desire to return home. Realize, folks, Daniel would love to be back at home in Jerusalem. But he is here because God has placed him here. But his heart, his heart is towards Jerusalem. Folks, do you realize that one of the reasons that we, that we pray is because our hearts are toward Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, right? Our heart's desire is to be with God. And in, in, our, in our prayer time, we have a, an opportunity to spend time with God in that place of communion. So our hearts desire to be with God, and it should drive us to prayer. This was Daniel's heart. This was his heart's desire. Three times a day, morning, noon, and evening, reveals his diligence to prayer. Again, what you know? Look at look at your prayer prayer life. Are you diligent in prayer? Daniel would pray morning, noon, and evening. He was faithful and diligent in prayer. He prayed on his knees, revealing his humility. He gave thanks to God, revealing his trust in God. Folks, the reason that Daniel can give thanks is because he's going to give thanks in every circumstance, realizing that God has placed this circumstance in his life. He's giving thanks to God for this circumstance. He's giving thanks in advance for what God is going to do through this circumstance. He doesn't come and begin to, to complain. You know, God, I served, I served you faithfully up to this point. I'm serving Darius faithfully. What's the deal? Why have you allowed this to happen? He doesn't do that. He comes and gives thanks to God. Folks, this is, the, this is the reality of why we should give thanks in all circumstances, recognizing God has a plan and a purpose for everything he allows in our life. As he had done before, reveals his integrity. Daniel just goes on praying. The consequences, verse 11. Daniel was taught to pray. You know, folks, there's a lot of things that I've done in my life that I'm sure could have been taught to me. But praying, seeking God, it's not one of them. 
that be great to imagine what people catch us doing is praying and serving God faithfully? Folks, we live in a world in which that may be the case. As, as our world goes in the wrong direction more and more, it could be that the world is going to catch us serving God faithfully. And I pray that we would be caught serving God faithfully as the day is long. The officials go to the king, verses 12 and 13. They remind him, oh king, did you do this? Now, what, I mean, what treachery? You can get, kind of get that sense. They're the ones who have done this. They're the ones who have set this plot in motion. And yet now they go to the king. Oh king, didn't you, didn't you do this? And you made this decree and it cannot be, cannot be changed. You said that nobody could, could pray to anyone but you the next 30 days. Didn't you do that? Oh yes, I did. It cannot be changed. Well, Daniel, you keep doing this. The trap was set. They knew where Daniel would be, serving Yahweh faithfully. They go to the king. The king realizes his error in verse 14 and tries to save Daniel. What an amazing thing. What an amazing testimony to, to, to Daniel's integrity that Darius at this point, even in his pride and in the fact that he had set all this in motion, now he realizes his error and he's like, he wants to save Daniel. He realized the value of Daniel to his kingdom, and he wants to save him. But in verse 15, the officials turn and squeeze. Then the men went as a group to the king and said, Remember, O king, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict of the king issues can be changed. So the trap is a good one, right? The trap is a good one. Just exactly what they were hoping would happen. Happened. They knew where they'd find Daniel. They knew what they would find Daniel doing. They knew that they had the, had the law on their, on their side. And they knew they had the lion's den. Full of hungry lions. How in the world could Daniel escape? The king gives the order, verse 16. He gives the order. Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. The king expresses his hope that Daniel's God will rescue him. Daniel, Darius acknowledges Daniel's integrity by recognizing Daniel's continual service to God in verse 16. Look at that statement. May your God who you serve continually rescue you. Folks, you see what Darius is saying right there? He realizes his error. He realizes that the law that he made was going to be directly to, was going to attack Daniel because Daniel serves continually. He's not going to take 30 days off. Daniel's not going to take 30 days off of serving God and start praying to Darius. Daniel's not going to do that because of his integrity. So he realizes his error and his pride. Realizes that Daniel is faithful. Darius realizes that the reason that he values Daniel so much in his faithfulness is ultimately because he's faithful to God. And he's God. Verse 21. Verse 17. In verse 17, we see that there is no earthly rescue. Verse 17, the stone was brought, placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring with the, the ring of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. You can find the, feel the weight of the hopelessness of the situation. There's not going to be any earthly rescue. There's a stone in front of the entrance. It is sealed with the king's signet ring and, and the nobles' rings. There will be no rescue. Verse 18, the king could not eat, sleep, or be entertained. And so we see 
amazing miracle is. But one of the greatest things of all of them is the king's praise. Listen to what Darius writes. King wrote to all the people. May you greatly prosper. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. So fear and reverence of the God of Daniel, that's what the king calls for after this account. He is the living God who endures forever. Again, Darius, just like Nebuchadnezzar, had learned. His, Darius's kingdom is transient, is not long-lasting. God's is forever, endures forever. God is the living God. His kingdom endures forever. He rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in the, in the heavens and the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. God rescues and saves in order to point the world to himself. He has rescued Daniel for this purpose. Folks, this is the perspective. This is the, the reality that Daniel needed. The reason Daniel was able to have this kind of perspective and this kind of attitude, even in the midst of this difficult circumstance, is because he knew that God had brought him to this place for a purpose. Daniel served God and Darius faithfully, and he ended up in the lion's den. Rather than forsaking God, Daniel continued to trust. God had placed Daniel in a high position. God had brought him to the, and brought him to the lion's den and rescued him. All of this was for the praise of God alone. Folks, the reason integrity is so essential, so important, is because God may bring us up to high position and he may give us the privilege. But he calls us to be faithful to him in the midst of all of these things. Continuities, constantness. Because the one who is able to bring us up is able to bring us down, is able to bring us up again. And he wants us to worship him throughout all of these things. The purpose of all of this is for the praise of his name. That all we see that our God is able to rescue. That our God is the living God. He is the eternal God. And his kingdom is eternal. Are we willing to be people of integrity? Are we willing to realize that we have been called to be God's people? To, to bear witness to him, to the greatness of our God? I mean, it's not just Daniel. You think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You think about Joseph in the Old Testament. And all the ups and downs of his life. He could have at any point decided to go, well, God, I've had it. This is what, this, this is what it means to follow you and, and worship you, God. I'm done. Right? You're going you're gonna to take me here, and you're going you're gonna to give this all to me and take it away. You're going to take me to the depths. Folks, integrity is so essential. God wants us to be constant in the ups and the downs and everything else. God never promised that being a Christian or following him was going to be easy. He promised it would be hard, but he would try it. Folks, just like Daniel realizing that Darius needed to see this, our world needs to see this. This is why, as, as, we, as we go through Daniel and we see what's coming, we need the perspective of chapters 1 through 6 so that we can be victorious. Folks, it's easy just to look around and think, man, God has abandoned us, right? It's, it's dark, and we don't know where, why things are happening the way they are. And it's easy to think somehow God is just, he's not, he's not working. Folks, he's always working. God has a plan. Through the good things and the hard things, the ups and the downs of our lives, he's got a plan. We need to keep trusting him. Even in the darkest time that seems God is far away, keep trusting him. Have that integrity, that constantness, continuingness, serving God faithfully. Daniel prayed to God before this happened. He prayed to God during that, and he continued afterwards. God was able to give Daniel to an amazing effect. Are we ready? Are we ready?
pray that that's our, that's our desire this morning. For God to help us to be faithful. For, for, for God to bring righteousness. For him to make us what he wants us to be so that we can be a witness for him. We would be like David. Have that kind of integrity, that continuedness, that stability, that faithfulness, serving God. When we want to, and when we don't, when we feel like it, and we don't, when things are good, when things are bad, when God gives, when God takes away, when we be constant in our worship of God.
righteousness through Jesus Christ, be clothed in his righteousness alone, be filled with your Holy Spirit, and to be healed every day in your spirit, and that you will accomplish this. Oh Lord, I pray that you'd help us not to give in to our emotions, Lord, our own desires. Lord, our, our desire for our own advancement. Oh, Lord, I pray that in all things that we would desire the advancement of your will and your name and your praise. Father, as we've been looking at Daniel, Lord, what a, what a great testimony. What, what a great life. And just the way that he honored you. What a great witness. I pray that we would also do the same. Father, as we, we live in this world that's increasingly dark, that we might shine the light, that we might be the kind of people that can go wherever you send us, that the world would see something different, and that we would serve you faithfully. Wherever you place us, Lord, whether it's in the heights or whether it's in the depths, Lord, that we would glorify you and praise you and be faithful. I pray, Lord, as we leave this place, Lord, that you help us not to forget what we've heard, I pray as we conduct our business, as we live out in this world this week, I pray, Lord God, that we would be men and women of integrity, constantly, constantly following you, Lord, being faithful to you. I pray that you would help us to do this. That we will give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We ask these things in Jesus' name. We give you this benediction. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we call you. He is faithful, and he will do it. God bless you. You are dismissed.